Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kendra. What's up, y'all? This is Clark. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the Highly Favorite Podcast. Podcast. We're back. What up, y'all? We're back. We're back. It's another week. I was going to say another week, another dollar, but that don't really go. Another week, another podcast. Yeah, that, that. Let's go with that. I like that one. What's been popping this week, man? Um, well, my voice is gone. I did notice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Allergies. <laughs> Good old Texas. Took a real one out for a couple of days. Yeah. You've been taking your vitamins every day? Yeah. Well. Like before the allergy started acting up? Yeah. I I just think it's, I should have paid attention. Well, I guess I probably could still look. But it was probably something in the pollen count or whatever, ragweed, whatever, that was probably higher than what it usually is. Because mm-hmm. I haven't had allergies since, like, I want to say, I think it was, like, 2017, maybe, was mm-hmm. the last time I remember, like, having to fight through allergies. But I haven't had them since. So I just feel like maybe it's something in particular that bothered me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'll maybe have this going on for maybe like another week or so, and then I'll be over it. Like, I thankfully don't have uh, – some people be going through that, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I ain't got that. I probably got like a week left of this, and then I think I'll be like be back straight. to normal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I was – because usually I might feel a little one too, like something in my nasal passage or something like when the when it gets spring or something but i haven't felt anything i'm not complaining at all but i was like i wonder if it's because i've been taking them vitamins every day vitamins can help though I mean. so yeah but i don't know but listen oh that them allergies i hate when my throat gets like scratchy that blows me so I Mine don't. I do not like that stuffy nose. My throat being scratchy—that's actually like that's a common symptom from chronic fatigue. Mm. So like I, I be having waking up with a scratchy throat all the time. Yeah, like before COVID, I was waking up with a scratchy throat. So when COVID was going around, I was like, "Do I got COVID?" Yeah. But like until I found out that that was like a common symptom for chronic fatigue i was like oh that explains why i always have like a but my nose is stopped up it's all plans i can't breathe that's right that's right Mm. Mm -hmm. dang yeah my uh my friend was telling me she went to dc and her allergies and her asthma got real bad she couldn't do nothing she planned to do she was in the house. Yeah, where is she originally from? Like, where she be? Where she live at? Well, she lives here, uh-huh. but she from Louisiana, technically. Yeah, you know when you move areas and they got particular like you know greenery, vegetation, it could like mess with you. Because when I first moved, yep. I didn't have allergies. Like the thought of allergies didn't actually occur to me until I went to college and was down in same, Houston. Same, and I was like. Oh, so this is what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I moved back after school, and I really didn't deal with them until 2017. And I was like, hold on, now what's this? And then I have them now. So it's very, like, random. Yeah. I don't think I have seasonal allergies. I just think it was something in the air. that, And it may not even be from this region. It could have been something that was blown in that's normally not in this area. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm an no uh, environmentalist. <laughs> Environmental sciences, <laughs> right. <one> week. <laughs> hey, I did take a class in school. Me you too, know. <laughs> bruh. 
that final, I took environmental science my senior year at LSU. Mm-hmm. Easiest class ever, okay? Yeah, had I did that a whole online. Had an A the whole time. Why? You bombed the test. No, no, no. The day of the final, uh-huh. I overslept. Oh, man. Bro, I woke up in a oh, frenzy. That was, your, that was one of your first <laughs> classes of the day? Yeah, that final was at like 7.30 a.m. Oh, now, see, now, see, that's the issue. And it was issue. on like a Friday or a Saturday. Or and see, that's the issue. Why yeah. is it that early? I overslept, and I woke up, and I was like, oh, my God, I got to get to campus. Thankfully, it was finals week, so, you know, not as many people on campus, like, at the same time or whatever, so parking wasn't that bad. I sprinted to class, and the policy was once the first person that's done with their test leaves, mm-hmm. nobody else can enter the room. Mm. Girl, I sprinted to that. Because by this time, I was probably what like. What time was it? Uh, this was probably like, I probably made it to class about 8, 8.15. So oh, I, it so was about 30. Who, if so it somebody was, easy was finishing test, up. Yeah. Yes. So I'm like running, running, running. So I'm trying you to a book get bag there. On? Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm running, running, running. Walk in. Somebody's literally getting up. So I looked at my professor, and he was like, I was wondering where you were. I knew you wouldn't have missed the final. I was like, bro, I overslept. Like, I'm so sorry. And he was like, I'm glad you came right on time because somebody was about to leave. Bro, I was like, what? But I made it. I know he would have. Um, I know the professor would have been like, dang, sis. Yeah. Policy, policy, right. shawty. I feel like it's like. You can't even look out in that, in that, cause he probably would have had to give me a new test. I think he might have would have made a new test or something. But it's yeah. like he can't get fired, cause I overslept. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A policy, they gotta go. And by that's that. a pretty good policy too. Like yeah. somebody leaving, so yeah, dog. So I was like, Lord, thank you. I used to hate when tests used to be that early. It's like, nigga, the class not even this early. Like, why y'all? Why, fi- why y'all schedule this final this early? That's what blew me. I'm like, this class, the class was at like maybe twelve o'clock or something, one o'clock during the that day. That used to blow me. Final seven thirty a.m. I never understood the rhyme or reason behind <laughs> how they scheduled them finals. Man, I don't know. I guess it just be depending on the class size and you know all of that. I'm like, sure it had something to do with that, but it always blew me. Like, nigga, I don't take this class to eleven. Why is this final at eight thirty? Crazy, absolutely wild. Well, that was my rant for the day. Uh, shout out to that professor; he was real yeah, nice. Yeah, shout out, shout out. Um, I'm trying to think. I haven't done too much this week. I don't think. Um, oh yeah, I finished my taxes today. Oh, that's a good one. I got yeah. my taxes last week, so that was exciting. I'm gonna have to. This <laughs> my this my last time. I can um. Well, I won't say I can. But this will be the last time I file, like, regular taxes. Mm-hmm. Like, going forward, I'll be doing quarterly. So, fake, I missed Q1. So, I'm going to have to pick it up in Q2, which is, will be due in July. So, technically, I'm going to be back on getting taxes together mm-hmm. again. So, in I can file months. them in July appropriately. It, was, I, it wasn't that bad because i do a pretty good job of like keeping business business and like i already like researching stuff stuff that's deductible Mm -hmm. so i do a pretty good job of like knowing what's gonna be deductible but like fine tune stuff like i gotta figure out my mileage especially now since i'm like for real full time Mm -hmm. and like uh like my toes and all that stuff like i i need I mean, guesstimating. Now, I'm not bringing enough bread in for them to be like, oh, shorty, you off by. Like, they're yeah. not going to really audit me. 
but I want to be more exact yeah. with it. So I got some papers that um printed out the way I can like write my mileage for each mm-hmm. one. I'll probably do that on a weekly basis. Go back, write the mileage, um, review any things that I purchased and like physically write them down. Right. Cause now it's just based off of me knowing what I got, yeah. but it's like, uh, let's just write it down. So it'd be easier when it's time to file, especially file. since I'm going to be filing more often. Mm-hmm. It'll be easier for me to just keep it up because it's smaller increments. And it's right. like, girl, just at the end of the year, put it all together. Mm-hmm. Then you, you, refer to what you need to and you're done and you're done with it yeah yes i was thinking about getting a cpa but honestly i could low-key do that myself because i know things it'd be different i feel like i could pay a cpa and it would be less work on me but i also kind of like the idea of knowing where my money is going Mm -hmm. especially considering i've already mentioned i'm not the best with like budgeting per se. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I'm seeing the money that's going in and out and I have to take account of it, it will make me more uh mindful. Mindful. Or how you spending that Yeah, stuff. so I'm gonna do that. And it's just me. Like I don't have a lot of stuff going on. I usually have the same type of business expenses. Like it's real it's it's really easy. You know, I don't know how much a CPA costs. Yeah. I ain't never used one so I don't know, if, you know, paying. I don't know, nigga. I don't know how much CPAs cost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lowball and be like three hundred, and then they really, I'm really paying nine hundred. Like mean, I don't know how much a CPA. I don't know how much a CPA costs. I'm sure Danny could tell you. So I'm, I'm gonna just pocket that money until I feel like I really don't want to do it no more. Amen. Well, uh, I'll be praying for you in that endeavor. <laughs> Cause Appreciate who not following no taxes is me. Now I said I was gonna try this year, but then with that house, I was like, yeah, I'm not trying to mess nothing up. So, but I'm gonna try to do my own next year. But yeah, TurboTax is really good. Like they do a really good. Like it's very user friendly. Like keep up with everything. Yeah, and you Gucci. Yeah, and there's really not that many documents that you gotta have. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, this week, let me see. I went to Jasmine Sullivan concert. Oh, so y'all ended up going. Yep. Okay, so that okay. was good. That was fire. She uh she said she had woke up this morning and her voice was like gone. So she was struggling through the concert. Well, she said she was struggling. She still sounded good to me. But she was like, Dallas, I'm gonna come back, I promise. Yada yada yeah. So we'll see if that happens. But that was a good concert nonetheless. And I successfully bawled crawfish for the first time. I said, Look at me, getting old. Mm. That that added at least three years to my age right there. I'm that 45 was, uh, now. That was, um, what'd you call it? Let me keep going because I can't remember what I was okay. trying to say. Okay. Yeah, so that was fun. Good a rite of passage. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was cool. I'm like, all right, now I got to try it again. But anywho, that's about it. All right, y'all. This week we have the six-man episode it returns so if you're new here six man episode um means that we discuss a bunch of random topics that we might have seen throughout the week or been want to talk about but may not think that it's worthy of like a whole episode so we kind of like rapid fire the topic basically (laughs) so and it started because season one I can't remember exactly, like, 
how we, we I don't know we had a bunch of topics and then we was like you know what we called it six man because we both play basketball and six man is like you coming off the bench so these All topics right. kind of coming off the bench yeah you know? and to be honest this is what we do when we can't come up with a topic yeah or that. like there's not a <laughs> specific topic in mind because usually honestly well other than like the first season and kind of the second season we don't know what we're gonna talk about until like the week of kinda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we can't think of nothing, uh we turn to the six men. <laughs> facts. Facts. So this is the first one of this uh season. Yeah, we did a little further down. Yeah. Cause the first season, I think we had two six man episodes. I think so. And then last season I think we did I think we did one. one. Yeah. Oh well, we did kind of happen. We did one with with, well, with but it and then we out. did one with Danny, like half yeah. half. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, you do the honors. Oh okay. Getting into, I guess <sighs> we don't have that many. Okay, let's see. Oh, oh, this for you. Sorry if my handwriting is... Oh, dang. That's the home? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. You up. Good, because I need the rest of my voice. Oh, <laughs> dumb joke. So the topic is home buying tips. Uh, I really... I don't know. I didn't think about this that far in advance. Uh, but I think the biggest things I learned are have a realtor that's down for you, for real, for real. That's like not going to make sure you get played or nothing. Um, because whether you're building the house or buying a house and whether it's your first time or not, you simply, I mean, unless you are a real estate agent, you're simply just not going to know the ins and outs of the process. So your real estate agent is really your go-to person for all your questions. And they're, they're supposed to be able to break down everything that you need to know. And so for me being a first time home buyer, uh, I was asking my realtor a lot of questions all the time. And I mean, I did my research and stuff too. So, um, you know, that helps, like, you don't want to just be clueless in a sense, but you know, you got to find a realtor like that's willing to do the work and be there with you every step of the way for sure. Um, because, I had started looking for houses that were moving ready and couldn't really find anything that I wanted. And then my realtor was like, okay, let's go look at a builder. And so she, you know, provided different options and stuff. And I could just tell she was very thorough and patient, understanding. Um, so find a good realtor, somebody that's really going to work with you and, and get you what you want and what you need. And somebody that's not afraid to tell you, like, hey, you don't need to do X, Y, Z, or, you know, you should probably, I know, I remember when I was looking at moving ready houses, she was telling me not to get caught up on, like, cosmetic things, like cabinets or appliances, because those are all things that you can change, essentially, and so it's like, you might spend less on a house that, you know, may require some, like, cosmetic uplifts, but if you got some wiggle room in your budget, you could throw five, ten thousand dollars to redo your cabinets, redo your bathroom or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? So you just gotta make sure you and your real realtor are aligned or make sure that he or she knows really what you want. And so that's tip number one. Tip number two will probably be 
whatever you think your closing costs are going to be, probably save double of that amount. Um, and double probably sounds drastic, but it's really not because you have to think about all the stuff that goes into a house. So it may be different for you, but I didn't have much when I moved because when I when I lived in apartments in college, they were already furnished. So I never had to buy a bed, sofa, none of that stuff. When Then I was home for a little bit. And then when I moved here, I lived with family for a year. And then I got my own apartment. But my cousin, who's my roommate, she brought like the, she already had a sofa and a dining table and all that stuff. So like I never had to buy any of that. I bought yeah, a bed that year, but that was it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's in the guest room. But that's literally it. Like I had a bed and you know, all my like personal things. Right. <laughs> so if you don't have like a sofa or if you want to get new things, if you know you're like moving into a house and you want to get new furniture and all that stuff, then you really got to think about that because Personally, I didn't want to like put everything just on credit cards and be paying all of that stuff back. Mm-hmm. I rather to just pay for it outright. And so, um, and I also have a good support system that has helped me throughout this process. So like my mom was real helpful buying furniture and my family and stuff helped me with like TVs and things like that, you know. So I didn't even pay what I could have paid moving in this house as far as like furniture mm-hmm. and different appliances and stuff like that. The Lord was really blessing me throughout this process. But, yeah, if you have to get all that stuff, then whatever your closing cost is going to be, double that amount. And when you shop for when you shop around for market rates, oh, that's another thing. Don't just, like, go to one lender and get a an interest rate for your mortgage. You need to shop around and find the best prices. This is a lot. <laughs> you got to shop around and find the best prices because – you know, one lender might say, hey, we could get you in at a 3% or whatever, da 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 But, you know, the lenders and stuff, they get paid off of what you pay on the house. You know what I'm saying? So, if they go, if if 3, 3% is low compared to where interest rates are right now, they're 5 Facts. point something plus. But um, around the time when I was buying, 3% was still kind of high. Um, but anyway, so let's say my first lender, like, offered me 3% mortgage rate or whatever, which is not terrible in the scheme of things. But I was like, mm, nah, let's try something else. Mm-hmm. So I looked for another lender, and, you know, they got me a cheaper rate. I think I, I did three lenders. And I can't remember all the exact numbers, but interest rate ended up being 2.25, mm-hmm. which is really good. Mm-hmm. So um, you always want to shop around for for mortgage um for mortgage payment, like your interest rates for your mortgage payments and stuff. And, oh, but back to that, I kind of went on a side note. Yeah, save as much money as you can because I think the financially responsible thing to do is, like, pay cash for a lot of that stuff Um, because you really don't want to, like, go into buku debt trying to buy furniture and appliances and all of that stuff, you know? Like, you just bought a whole house. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt right there you know so you don't you want to avoid as much debt and stuff as you can um and if you just want wiggle room that's why i say save double but if you like push it into the edge don't listen to me (laughs) (laughs) um i think those two might be the biggest things oh and don't settle i'll say that's my last thing 
Um, when I was looking for houses, I really, all I wanted was like a three bedroom, two bath and a covered patio. I didn't think my list was that hard. Oh, a stainless steel appliances. Not a hard list at all. Like there's plenty of modern houses here, you know, that were like built bef uh, after 2010 and stuff. Um, but when I was looking either, either the houses would have like white appliances or, uh, they might have stainless steel appliances, but then like something about the house I actually didn't like or whatever. Mm -hmm. So my realtor, like I said, told me like, don't get caught up on that stuff because it is stuff you can change out. But, um, so I thought about that and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Like I'm not going to get hung up on it. But then I had like went home and I like prayed and stuff and I can't remember if this was, like, in a sermon, if I was, like, reading the Bible, but I, like, vividly remember God saying, like, don't settle. Like, I could do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. don't don't settle for something that you don't really want. And so I was like, <laughs> okay, bet. So <laughs> uh, ended up finding a house that I liked, put an offer in on it, didn't get it because y'all know all these people from California, New York, all these other places are coming down and buying up all these houses and they cash. putting like extra, yeah, literally putting like extra cash down and all this stuff. So didn't get it. And then my realtor was like, okay, well, let's go look at building. And I think I've told this story before, but I never thought about building at all. Like never was a thought that crossed my mind ever, whatever. So ended up going look at like two or three builders that next week. When I found my the builder of this house, I was just like so at peace. It was literally everything that I wanted. Um, I mean, couldn't really ask for more. And it was all within my budget, like absolutely crazy. So I was like, this is it. So I literally bought my lot and stuff that day. Uh, but I think if I would have settled, and not to say my realtor was just trying to like get me to buy anything because she wasn't. But in that moment, if I wouldn't have, like, listened to God and if I would have just settled because I was just so ready to move at that point because I was ready to get out of my daddy crib, if I would have settled, I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have got the blessing that I'm in right now. You know what I'm saying? So just don't settle. Make sure you're um, just being wise, using discernment, leaning on people like your realtor, people that have already bought houses and stuff. I did that a lot, too, like, my friends that have houses, family members that own houses, I was asking them a lot of questions, doing a lot of research and stuff, just so I could, like, prepare mentally, financially, emotionally, because a house is a big responsibility, but if you prepare the right way, like, you'll be fine. It'll be, it'll be just like a big apartment, in a sense, you know? So, those are my tips. That is it. I got a question. Okay. How did you find your realtor? That was a God thing because I was working part-time. I hope y'all heard the question. Yes. She asked, <laughs> how did I find my realtor? And I said that was a God thing because I was working part-time at walk-ons as a bartender to save up extra cash for the house. And my manager there, uh, he was, he real cool. We still keep in touch to this day. But, like, he was a manager there, but he had his hands in a whole lot of other different, like, business stuff or whatever. And at the time, he was looking for a house, too. Mm -hmm. um, and he lived down in, like, Mansfield. He was literally just working for fun. Like, he didn't have to. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was funny because, like, maybe a month or so after I started working there, he left. He was like, yeah, I'm not, I ain't got to do this. I'm old. <laughs> like, I'm tired. I'm not this doing this. This was fun. I'm done. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um... 
so he was looking for a house, like I said, and he was like, oh, I got this realtor. Her husband is a, a loan officer, you know, like, I think you should should reach out to her. You know, she's Christian, all of this, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up calling her one day, and, I mean, that was that. We met, we talked on the phone, um, and then we ended up meeting, and that was that. Like, and, I mean, I knew other realtors in this air, in this area and knew of other realtors in this area, but I don't know. It was something about her that just made me feel like so at peace and like ah okay she got me it was kind of like that mama vibe you know what i'm saying so i was like yeah because i i thought about one of my friends at the time was trying to get licensed um but she got licensed like a few months after i bought my lot so i couldn't like wait her wait on her in a mm-hmm. sense like i had to like buy my lot mm-hmm. asap or the prices go go up mm-hmm. so yeah but that's how i found it um but i mean use social media there are a lot of realtors i see people all the time on um on my feed whether it be like on reels or tiktoks that are always like posting about mm-hmm. different houses and showings and things like that so you can literally hop on like instagram facebook tiktok put in the hashtag like uh dallas realtors or wherever you are realtors and plenty of people plenty of people i'm sure will pop up but try to um maybe get a realtor that somebody you know has Mm -hmm. used because you just never know somebody could be uh like a newer agent Mm -hmm. you know not quite as experienced and i'm not saying anything is necessarily wrong with that like some everybody gotta start somewhere Mm -hmm. but I find, I feel like the process is easier like uh the the quicker you're able to like build that trust and connection with them, you know? So Yeah, so y'all if you look for a house and you ain't got no realtor, yeah. Pray, pray for a realtor. Pray for a realtor for real. Cause then your realtor will be able to tell you like, Hey, don't make any big purchase like don't right. go out and buy a car. Yeah. Don't um put anything big on your credit right now. Mm-hmm. Like they'll be able to tell you like the do's and the don'ts while you are preparing. They'll be able to tell you um cuz they'll, you know, um once you go to your lender and stuff, they'll run a credit check and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then you could kind of really see where you at with it, what you're capable of buying. Oh, that's another tip side note. When you get the uh when you go to a lender and shop around for interest rate and stuff, you want, this is something my realtor made me do. She was mm-hmm. like, we going to check to see where your credit is and how much you can buy because we're not going to go out and look for houses that are $400,000 and you can't even afford them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, she was like, we going to make sure your credit and stuff is where it needs to be. We're going to see what you, uh, I forgot what she called Ain't it. That, is, is that yeah, like pre-approved almost? Yeah, like your pre-approval. Your, oh, okay. uh, yeah. And she called it something else. But, yeah, it is your, your pre-approval. It's like a like a conditional letter, Got basically. You. Okay, okay, um, okay. But, yeah, so I had that before I even started shopping around for houses. So I I'm sure that was helpful. What my budget was, right? Because right. it would be houses that was like, oh, okay, well, no, nah, actually, we can't even Yeah, can't actually, that. that ain't you know, quite what we want to exactly. be. Exactly. So that was good. But, yeah. Try to find somebody that, uh, you know, maybe a friend or a family member has used before Makes that sense. they recommend. Yep. All, All right. right. I think those were good tips. I think uh, I think so. Solid tips. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I'm weak. And I got to sneeze. Uh, Will Smith versus... Uh, I can't even get the man name out. I'm about to sneeze. Uh, going to sneeze. I do. <laughs> Chris Rock. Will Smith versus Chris Rock. Oh, um, 
Yikes. Yeah, yikes for real. <sighs> I just think we ain't never had to slap that man. <laughs> I yeah, um, have to do that. Now call Chris Rock's joke tasteless, call it whatever you want, but I think at the end of the day, you have to be emotionally intelligent enough to not go on stage and smack somebody. Oh, which like, he obviously ain't. Right, exactly. And so I think that's the uh <laughs> I think that's the bigger picture, right? Like besides all the the conspiracy theories about how Chris Rock was on tour and they planned this so he could uh, you know, increase his sales and all this other stuff, child. Whatever you want to believe in. But I think at the end of the day, the the big picture conversation is we have to have emotional intelligence and we can't just be reacting impulsively out here. And uh, mental health, you need to work on it. That's the thing. Because I know that's something we talked about. Like, Will Smith clearly needs to see a therapist. You know? Oh, no, he's seeing one. He's actively in therapy. Oh, really? That's why he unhinged. Because he got a lot going on. So he was in therapy before he slapped the person? Yeah. he's so he actively, spoke about this? He's actively been in therapy. Yeah. Like, the, I don't know how much prior to that incident, but, like, with everything going on, him, the start of him writing his book. Is when he started going to therapy. Yes. Probably so, a little too late. <laughs> it, no, it, I don't think it's too late. It's just a lot of stuff is oozing out of him. Yeah. He don't know how to grab it all in and like handle it. So that's why that nigga went up there and slapped that man. Cause when was that? Like his book went out for I don't think it's been over a year yet. I think it's close it's to a year. Close to yeah, a, I think it's yeah. coming to a year. Yeah. And he fifty plus. He if he just started therapy. Yeah, that's why I'm that's like, a lot to unpack. Like, mm-hmm. all right, fam. I okay. Yeah, you you got a long ways to go. Yeah. And then I read an article that said that uh Chris Rock was he's neurodivergent. Really? Yeah, he's he's autistic. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he's autistic. And I uh in the article he was saying, um so I feel like it's a little tragic for the both of them. Because that's that's the basis of I hate Chris. Like he was autistic, so he would make comments and say things that were offensive to people, but he genuinely didn't understand why it was offensive because his brain don't work that way. Yeah, That's what makes him a good comedian because he, he can make things funny that are borderline and offensive, but it's like, it's still, it's a joke. Yeah. It's still funny. I mean, I think. So People his are too reaction when it comes to to comedy these days, anyway. But well, I, that's just me. I feel like certain things people aren't gonna allow to be funny anymore. Like just because back in the day we thought it was funny, when you know more, some people may not find it funny anymore. Maybe you used to find it funny, but you like, uh, realistically, it's not funny. Now, granted, you know, not to say that other people can't find it funny, but other people may not find it funny and people trying to balance you not finding it funny it's okay if son you just got to be okay with somebody else still finding it funny like Mm -hmm. that's just some stuff funny to people and stuff stuff ain't and he the way he tells his jokes is funny to him so he not thinking nothing of it he don't see no issue with it 
Because in the article at the bottom of it, he said he would often be surprised by people. This was Chris Rock in the article about him being uh, autistic. He said he would often be kind of surprised when people will have negative reactions to his jokes because he would think like, oh, okay, that must be um, like I must have struck a nerve. Like they must have something going on. And then he said, no, he realized it was me that they was having a reaction to. So Mm -hmm. I think the slap also was traumatic for that man too. (laughs) Cause it's like, okay, the joke not even that. (laughs) Autistic or not, that has to be traumatic. That that wouldn't even, well that too, but I'm just saying it's probably even more so cause he didn't got, he got history of being beat up, history of being like robbed at gunpoint. Like violence towards him has been a thing. So it's like, and he gets slapped on national television. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> right. So I'm like, that's why that man was looking like that. Cause it's like, he's had repeated violent trauma towards him yeah. in ways that he genuinely just be like, I don't get it. <laughs> it's not funny, it's but not funny. it's not funny. But that man really be like, he don't be knowing like what's going oh, on. Yes. So I'm surprised he was able to like finish the thing because I'd have been like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> now I want to go watch Everybody Hates Chris because I never used to watch that show when I was younger. Yeah, that man used to just be doing stuff. <laughs> but then, but I then. I didn't know he was autistic. This yeah, is that can, it can't, it just like the article is maybe like because he's in therapy for his autism and for the trauma of the results of the interactions he's had with people due to his autism. That's wild. And you know, in the black community, kids on the spectrum, especially because I think he said he has like a version of Asperger's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on the spectrum, you can't, yeah, they could be high functioning in one area, but then in the other area, they may not. So, and you know, black folks, they just like, he look awful. He rude. <laughs> it's like, nah, that man brain just work different. <laughs> And that's Wait, it. This is not funny because it is National Autism Awareness Month. It is. Hey, shout out. <laughs> so it, I think this whole, now I don't know how many people knew about, because I had to go do some research about Chris Rock because I want to know like. <laughs> yeah, of course you went and did some research. Yeah, because I want to know like, okay, how this man doing? Like, what's, <laughs> that man got slapped. We ain't heard nothing. And then I was seeing all these articles about him having autism and like being in therapy and these were like recent like within the last four or five years and i was like oh this is deep wow. it's like there's a lot going on and it i'm like now will now you really <laughs> now will now you really didn't took it too far and then slapped the autistic man that's that's disrespectful right that's <laughs> to a whole another level it was already disrespectful to begin with but then now this man got autism Come on, man. <laughs> now you harming the disabled. Right. Basically. So I seen somewhere he he um he banned from the Oscars for ten years. And yeah, I didn't read that. I didn't read and that. And I think I heard something that Chris Rock gonna be suing him. So uh, really? Yeah, you know, I ain't gonna lie. Uh not I ain't gonna lie. Uh I don't know what we all got going on, but he better get that together. ASAP. Because he kind of getting out of control at this point. It's getting really out of control. Yeah, I, don't, I think he needs to be on his own. 
I think he like, need to distance. You, you think he need to retreat? I like, think he need to be on his own. Leave Jada like, alone. Be leave single? Kid. Listen, he need to do something. Cause it always be fishy when Jada around. Like what you? Why you can't Wait, maneuver right? But you saw Jada said he overreacted. Or yeah, I didn't know that. Somebody told me that the other day. I seen that she was basically saying like you know like I'm not a woman that needs protecting. It's like okay, well then where does it come from? Yeah, cause I'm it's like, something being said in the household. Yeah, because uh, we when Chris Rock first told the joke, Will laughed. Yeah, and then he looked over to and Jada, and Jada wasn't laughing. She rolled her eyes, and then that's when he got up. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, Will, hold on, you need to take uh, I don't know what you got going. You need to take a responsibility for you, cause you can't be doing stuff for Jada, <laughs> cause she not banned. You are. <laughs> I'm weak. You the one who finna get sued, that's, not Jada. So oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I just yeah, I'm sure at this point he wish he could rewind that night back. You know, mm. unfortunately you can't, Shawty. I I just don't. I just don't really understand why he thought to take it. I mean, I can understand, but I also can't understand why he would take it that, that far. far. Yeah, it's like what pushed you over the edge on national television. It just wasn't. To just go and slap the man. It just wasn't a good That's look. just, you need help. You need real help. <laughs> Absolutely. Not, not whatever you was getting before. It need to turn up. Because <laughs> it wasn't getting Take to it. Take it to the max. <laughs> Cause you, you on level one right now. You need to be on 10, okay? Because that, I don't know what work you was doing. No, it doesn't matter. You wasn't like, working hard enough. You. Yeah, it shouldn't <laughs> have you on this stage slapping that man. <laughs> <laughs> but oh it does speak to black men named mental health. Like, mm-hmm. come on, Shawty. It, it shouldn't have got there. It shouldn't have but unfortunately, we see time after time black men reacting in violence. When it's like, all right, fam, it shouldn't have got here. Mm-mm. Now you're in jail. <laughs> it's not funny, but right. I mean, that's how. Stuff be escalating quickly. Black men is going to go straight to anger. Mm hmm. Unfortunately, that's the that's the emotion that they're gonna dial into. Yeah, and it usually uh, is. It usually costs them more. Yeah, yeah, that's shacks. So uh, prayers I hope that out, man. Get some help. Prayers out to both families. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> we keep them lifted. <laughs> All right, go. <laughs> oh we. Uh, I gotta blow my nose. Okay. This for you. I'm gonna start you off. Not this for you. It's your you fool. They say, <laughs> when was the last time God blew you away? Ah, uh, okay. I like this question. Yeah, because yeah. you wrote it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to a sermon by Uncle Steve, and he been in Ruth. Um, but he was talking about how when you thresh, they would throw the grain up and stuff, and the grain would fall to the ground, and then the the other part. I can't remember what it's called right now. That part blows away. So you keep everything that's on the ground or whatever. And so he was just using this this uh, metaphor. And he was like, we... <laughs> he was like, you know, we get... We be trying to get caught up on the big things when it's really the, the small things we be forgetting about. Um, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> I don't know. These mics be kind of good. I don't know. But um, anyway, 
I think he asked that on the thing. What? When was the last time God blew you away, or like blew your mind? Mm. I want to say. When was this? Maybe like last week or two weeks ago. I was really just kind of like, dang, I should probably like read my Bible a little bit more or I don't know. Like I I was feeling a little stagnant in my relationship with God. And so I was like, okay, well maybe I need to like pick up a book or something. You know what I'm saying? Cause we talked about this with Fode. Like, okay, you might not need to read the Bible every day of the year. You know what I'm saying? There's other ways that you can strengthen your relationship with God. So I was like, okay, well maybe I need to uh, read one of them books I got in there or whatever. But then after I thought about all that, I was just like, you know what? God, you're real for accepting me for how I am. Like right now, the the trash human being that I am sometimes, you know, or all the time really compared to to God's greatness, right? But like, it's like even no matter how hard we may try um, and like all the things we do, God really just still be loving us, and he just be right there waiting for us to, to come back. And he just be right on side of us. And that really was, like, just amazing to me. And so I journaled about it. I journaled about it that day. And I was like, thank you for just choosing me still, like knowing how I am and still choosing me. You know, because people in this world will get to know you and be like, ah, oh, nah, I want none of that. Or, or not even get to know you. They might just judge you off of, um, you know, one interaction or, or how they perceive you to be off of social media or something. Right. They'll be like, nah, I'm not trying to fool with her. So it's like, it's crazy that God knows us in and out, through and through, and still chooses us every day. So that really blew my mind. That's good. Thanks. I think it's kind of one of those things where, like, we have to kind of let stuff like that blow our minds so we don't get too comfortable. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. it kind of keeps us humble <laughs> to an extent. Because once we start taking the fact that he does choose us for granted, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, no, slow your roll, bucko. We can't do this without him, you know? Right, right, right. So, yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was a cool moment. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, let me see. Uh, honestly, probably every time I have a client, I know that sounds like kind of hit ass, but like when I'm massaging people and like genuinely like helping people and like they feel better afterwards, I'd be like, wow, like this is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Like every client that I have is an opportunity to like make an impact. And the fact that God allows me to like, do it in this type of way it was like really cool to me yeah or like the other day uh, what was today wednesday oh yeah so yesterday i had um uh, my morning client ended up canceling and so i ended up like going to the movies and like doing other stuff and it's like i have the opportunity to like be okay with like like that client not breaking me. Mm-hmm. Like I can go to the movies and right. like I can choose when I to a certain extent wake up and all that stuff. Just right. like the fact that my life is the way that it is. It's like wow. Like that's dope. God, you yeah, did that. Like yeah. Like God has allowed me to be in this position to be able to do this. And like just seeing like how my 
the big for real like my business is like a constant reminder of like mm-hmm. how god, how good god is why well, i'm getting emotional <laughs> because that's a real question <laughs> because last year like i mean i told y'all like i was broke and like the way that my business has grown and like i constantly have been having people like randomly text me like last week i had people randomly hit me up now granted it was because they hurt themselves and they back was hurting but the fact that they i was somebody who they felt who they of, yeah. that they could hit up one directly hit me in another um a client uh kenny mm-hmm. referred me to his trainer oh that's dope yeah because yeah, he had hurt his back and you know kenny had said great things about me and i ended up having um helping him with my with his back and all that stuff it was like so cool yeah and the fact that i know that i have to continually be like tapped in with god and the holy spirit because that's what helps me during the appointments like i don't be i don't be known i have an idea of what it may be wrong or what they need but like the fact that what i do actually helps them Mm -hmm. it's like that's no that's nobody but the holy spirit right like i don't feel like it's me like helping these people yeah like every time i always pray like god be my hands be my mind and be my mouth to help them in whatever way that you need them help so yeah. i don't feel like any any time i've ever helped anybody not me even a cry <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm even a cry <laughs> wow wow i wasn't expecting this one that was a good question but basically like anytime i'm helping anybody like it's not me i know it's like god it's working through me i'll be crying yeah that's that's fire that's dope i'm glad you shared that i appreciate your vulnerability yikes that's dope god really be blowing our minds though man yep i think the biggest takeaway I have from that sermon and just us talking just now is like, we can't forget about the little things like the, the day to day things. Um, Stephen Furtick had mentioned, sometimes we just take for granted that we walk in the church or we walked into our job, like our work buildings or wherever it is. And it's like, somebody can't, somebody's in a wheelchair and don't have the ability to walk. And that's not Thanks. saying that you are better than them, but be thankful. Don't, don't complain about your back hurting and all this other stuff. Be thankful that just for the little things, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. In a weird way, I'm kind of glad that I have things like, uh, around me and like things happening to me that I have to like, always be grateful for. So, like, my chronic fatigue, like, there's people who are, like, bedridden mm-hmm. that have chronic fatigue. But the fact that I'm able to, like, work and not only work but, like, have an active career. Like, right. I'm a massage therapist. Like, I'm, my body is always moving. Right. And the fact that I'm able to get up and, like, do that every day. And, like, some days I have, like, really – I've had, like, really long days. Like, the day that I had that um, surprise appointment, like, I went from, like, appointment appointment and a month ago, I would not have been able to do that. Mm-hmm. So literally, God is giving me like the strength and energy to mm-hmm. do that. And I would be really stupid not to like be grateful mm-hmm. in like almost every moment that I have because I could be in the bed sick or something. Yeah. And I'm not. So I'm grateful. I mean, it's not a good thing to have chronic fatigue, but I'm also grateful that I have something that continually has me dependent on God. Dependent on God. Facts. That's that thorn. In yeah. a sense, you know? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what's up. I love that. All right. Oh, you just did that one. What a. Oh, wait a minute. What happened? That was a. Did we met? Did I mess it up? Oh. Oh. Yeah, I think we did. We did all three of those, right? Yeah. Okay. Did I put that one down? You I just mean, put it in the wrong spot. Oh, gotcha. Um. <coughs> okay. Uh, dealing with conflict avoided people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just laughing. All right. uh, <laughs> uh, you want to start off? Um. Okay. So, uh, if you, if you follow my personal page, you will recall a video that I had posted that said, like, you know, some people will call me confrontational. It's not that I'm confrontational in like a negative sense, but it's that if I have an issue, I need it. I I have a a need to like handle it directly and almost kind of immediately. Now, mm-hmm. granted, I understand you know time and place, but like when uh, most of or whenever your your next availability, right? I kind of want to at your earliest convenience. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I want to talk that out. However. I did see a TikTok. Oh, Lord, not me <laughs> referring to TikTok. Right. I did see a TikTok. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he has like a like a self-help um, podcast. I think he's like uh, Eastern Asian. I don't I don't know. I don't know his nationality. He's not a white man. He a brown man. Okay. He brown. He a brown man. Person of color. Yes. He has a podcast or whatever. He has a lot of like famous people that come over there on it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you know, we often hear about like love languages, but we also have like fight languages. So like basically how do we deal with conflict? conflict. Mm-hmm. And he was saying his wife is like she gotta immediately kind of retreat. Mm-hmm. And he's similar to me, like, okay, no, nah, let's let's talk this through. And he said he realized, like, okay, they both came to agreement that they would, like, have kind of, like, a designated time to, like, let things, you know, settle and all that stuff and yeah. then come back together. And I'll say I feel like I can understand the benefit of doing things that way. Yeah. I think um, going forward, not to say that I am too quick but I do understand the benefit of allowing things to settle. Yeah. Like there's a, there's, there could be more of a benefit to letting things settle a little bit before coming to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it just allows you to think and process things and it gives you a chance to maybe think about the other person's perspective and their point of view. similar sentiments like if if something have if there's a conflict and it's not resolved in that moment it's gonna bother me to the point where like i'm having a hard time falling asleep or like you know different things like that so that's why i'm like nah bro we gotta talk about this and sometimes it's weird because you may not feel better immediately after. That was one thing that I definitely learned last year. Like right, right, right. in conflict, just because you talk about it and y'all may come to like a conclusion doesn't mean that you're going to feel better immediately. Like 
but that's why you can't rely on your feelings in situations yeah. like this right, or right. ever for that matter but yeah i mean i think it's necessary i'm i'm kind of like a okay let me think about this for like a day and then i could fully talk about it for real because nine times out of ten if i say something immediately it's probably going to end up being hurtful or you know not or it may not not in the sense that like i might i think in the past you know i could have tried to be hurtful and like mean um thank god for growth but i think now I like to process things because I just want to communicate it in a way that nothing gets misinterpreted, nothing gets misunderstood, and I just want you to be able to like hear me out and I hear you out and we be able to communicate effectively, you know? So I think that's why I like to have at least like a day now. Yeah, I, for me, I think it's, not to say me having extra time to think about it isn't helpful for me, but I think uh, especially if you're dealing with somebody conflict avoidant, which I was talking to somebody and for whatever reason, more most more women are conflict avoidant than men. Mm-hmm. And so that you got to realize who you're dealing with. And if you are dealing with somebody who's conflict avoidant, avoidant then giving extra time also gives them time to prepare to say what they need to say mm-hmm. because I may be ready to talk, but they may not be ready to. So it's like it's not going to be beneficial if I'm just talking and they're not and really they trying not. to have no conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like there can't really be a dialogue. Thanks. But I will say um, sometimes in conversations I do, when resolving conflict, I do find myself uh, not always – well, I won't say slowly processing what the other person says, mm-hmm. but sometimes in the conversation, I'm not able to dialogue like I would want to mm-hmm. in accordance to what they're saying mm-hmm. because I can't anticipate what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. So they may say something that I'm like, oh, okay, let me let me think through that. Let me, let me dissect. And the way that I think about things, I dissect them, but... I feel like I may kind of do it quicker than other people, but yeah. I still need time to process. So in the conversation, it's still too fast for me to process. For you to process it all, yeah. So a lot of times I feel like I need to have like the initial talk and then like a follow-up to the talk. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes, depending on how the person is, if they're conflict avoidant, they're not doing that follow up. Yeah, they don't want that second convo. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> listen, listen, we had the first convo, all right? And that's it. I say what I need to say. That took me a lot to say that. We're not finna double back. We're not finna we're not finna review what I just talked about. Nah, Shorty. So I think I've had to learn, like, you know, I right, Shorty, you may not get that second convo. And how important is that second convo? Like, what's the goal of the second convo? Mm-hmm. Is it for you to just get your stuff get off? Get it off, yep. Or are you trying to have more understanding? Mm-hmm. And if you genuinely don't feel like there will be more understanding coming from that second convo, then I personally feel like, well, what's the point of having the second yeah. convo? The point of convo in conversation is to gain and leave a more understanding of the other person's perspective. Yeah. If that's not going to happen, 
It's kind of like, well, it's kinda then, pointless. Yeah. what you having a convo for? Exactly. Right? You, you, it's done. <laughs> wrap it up. Yeah, yeah wrap it up. <laughs> In the case closed, nigga, put the file on it. <laughs> oh, you got the last one. Okay. You're small. Dang. Sorry. I was running out of paper. I see. Uh, black business. <laughs> Kena business. Oh, that's all you. Oh, well, okay. Technically, it is. <laughs> um. Okay, so what made me think it is? Oh, because I be on Instagram, and I be seeing how people be it's dogging out black Instagram. business. It's always Instagram. <laughs> Foolishness. I was on Instagram, and I, it's not uncommon for, like, these little blogger, like, uh, pages to every now and then have somebody getting aired out, some black business being aired out mm-hmm. about, like, poor business practices or whatever. And I, it's just sometimes, well, not for me. Uh, most of my client majority and when I say majority I mean I can literally count on one hand how many non-black clients I have mm-hmm. I, I, I I work with black folks so that's not that's my that's not my account <laughs> <laughs> that's not how I be rocking but there's a lot of times where black businesses don't always have like the best business practices and black folks would just have that one bad experience and just be like, oh, no, nah, I'm not fooling with black. See, that's why I don't fool with black people. And it's like, bro, we got to give people grace because these, like, okay, let's just say the opposite is going to be a white business. Black people don't practice nepotism. Yeah. So learning how to run a business, how to conduct yourself, customer service, all that's a that's not yeah that's not taught yeah it's a different ball game for somebody that you know hasn't experienced that f- for them to step into you know what i'm saying right so. it's already a big step to want to gain ownership in the business sense mm-hmm. and then now you got to think about all the things that comes with it and a lot of times you don't know until you're in the mix now yeah. i will say let's be honest this is not just for black folks this is in general there are certain quality traits that you need to have or ability that you need to have to be a business owner. If yeah. you run a service base or product base, you in a sense have to be a people person. Yeah. Like no, I'm at least an hire some people that have good customer service. Right. Like I'm an introvert, but my interaction with people one on one is very personable. But you gotta understand everybody don't think the same way as you do. Mm-hmm. So there will be times where you have to like control yourself and have some composure. Mm-hmm. People is they gonna wild out. Yeah, people gonna do something that's not protocol. I have a website. Oh, uh, it's, it's in my bio. Yeah, people still DM me <laughs> asking about appointments. <laughs> now, am I gonna be rude and be like, take the bio? No, I be a, you know it's like I gotta. I got a link in the bio, mm-hmm. but hey, it is what it is. Right. People are going to more so remember how you treat them than anything else. Mm-hmm. And a business nowadays, we still got social. I mean, we got social media and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, like word of mouth is still the un- most undefeated advertisement. Mm-hmm. Yep. If somebody, if you have a good experience with somebody, you're going to tell somebody about it. Yep. Whether it's 
because you enjoyed it or you hear them say something along the lines and you be like, oh, hey, I know somebody. Right. But if your reputation is trash, then now your business tainted. Facts. And even if there's a situation that isn't your fault, the way you handle the situation is going to speak volumes because I know people have had poor, like, experiences with people. But if you don't handle that with grace, and that kind of comes in with, like, the kingdom business thing, Mm -hmm. like having those Christ-like attributes about how you run your business, really, I mean, at the end of the day, it's for a benefit for your life in general. But, like, when you run in a business, it's really for a benefit. Mm -hmm. Because people are going to try you. Yeah, it just makes me think about a certain restaurant where uh, the people were twerking and all that, and the man went off. Right, and, and it's, it's like, like, fam, you could have, I understand, granted, you know, you could have told them multiple times, but, hey, ain't nothing wrong with, like, he could have quietly on the side, ladies, I'm sorry, I've asked you guys several times not to be dancing on the furniture. I'm going to have to ask you ladies to leave. To leave. I'm sorry. But you doing all that, it's like, and I don't want to blame trauma, but the way we interact with each other as black people is very harsh. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we're not loving with each other. Right. Especially in correction. Like, think about how some of us grew up and how our parents would, like, reprimand us. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't done in love. All right. So when we have situations with other people, it's like, oh, I'm going to pop off. And then on top of it, folks be really like, oh, I, she took me there, so I'm going to go there with her. Well, hold on now. Now you got a business. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Who else going to hurt more? Right. Huh? Because she leaving <laughs> with her hair half done? Or you? Because you going to lose 10 clients. You got to think about all the implications. <laughs> and I feel like people just be thinking about that moment. And it's like It just be thinking about it. And I feel like for me, as someone who often – I don't stray away from like talking about God to my clients, like Mm -hmm. even on my business page, like on my story, like I usually post something kind of in the morning. Yeah. And it's usually something motivational and like 75% of the time it got God in it. So folks know where I'm at and we know what type of time it is for Christians these days. Mm -hmm. So I want to be an example of somebody that's like, okay, she runs her business well. Like, she loved God, obviously. Like, she, you know, it, I could see it on her. Like, she does good business. Mm-hmm. And people look out for you. Because I've had so many of my clients, like, refer me. Yeah. That I would have never, like, I would have never got to that person. Because, I, you know, they wouldn't have maybe never seen my page or anything. Because I don't really, I don't really promote on my business page. I use it as, like, a digital, like, business, business card. card so people can look and be like oh, okay that's what she look like okay that's what she do <laughs> oh wait <laughs> like you know like, like all right cool because you know folks be like what she look like oh, she a massage therapist what she look like she because you know massage therapist they be having like memes and stuff on their pages like girl what a massaging at oh, but <laughs> you know that's gonna get you clients yeah if facts. you work in a service or a product base now product base you can, it, it's going to be more so that customer service, that emailing and all that stuff. How quickly do you respond to people? Mm-hmm. But when you service-based, man, that's one-on-one. That's You're creating an experience for them. So if you moving wild, you're late, you're not thorough. Mm-hmm. And I thankfully have a lot of friends that are clients. And 
uh, LLC, Twitter, and uh, Instagram will tell you that your friends are not going to be supporters of you. And granted, you know, I understand that. Like, I never expect my friends to support. That's why I'd be surprised when y'all keep booking with me. Because it's like, I mean, I don't be surprised. It's like, okay, I feel like I do a good job. But it's like, I mean, y'all really, y'all don't have to. Like, y'all choosing to spend y'all money with me because you feel like it's an investment, it's helpful. So I, I never take for granted when my friends help me. But if you moving wild, if you a wild person and you got a business, Girl, you wild. So I know you running that business wild. Exactly. I'm not going to support not that. I'm not fooling with you, girl. <laughs> it's not happening. I'm not fooling with you. So, like, y'all, at the end of the day, just tighten up on your business. If you got it's a business. It's a girl. That's funny. It's a girl that I know of. Now, this girl's a lawyer. But the way I be seeing her acting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. girl, I'm never hiring you. Ever. Uh. <laughs> See, and that's like, I understand, like, nowadays, I understand, like, people want authenticity, but it's like... It's got to be a level of professionalism. Yeah, it's like, especially if you, like, presenting yourself as this professional, it got to be a line that you don't show on social media. Mm -hmm. You got to keep some stuff on some need-to-know type basis. Yeah, facts. And nowadays, like I said, since people want authenticity, man, they will literally stop fooling with you because you wild. Mm-hmm. They will not support your business. They will cancel you in a heartbeat. Yep. So y'all tighten up. Yeah. Tighten up. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I hope that we are good. I feel like you already are a good example of, of a kingdom business. I hope that continues and just strengthens over time. I be trying to, man, because I genuinely – I mean, because, you know, at the end of the day, all I – our our purpose is to love God and like you know tell others about him. Mm-hmm. Massage is just an avenue that I'll be able to impact people. Right. It ain't got to be directly like me telling them about God, but like them getting to know me, me interacting with them, and slowly but surely, that's you know people want to see how you live and like what your life is about yeah me throwing scriptures and stuff at them okay watch out they probably gonna pull out some crystals on me or something like now they now they pulling out now it's a tool (laughs) watch out (laughs) that's funny i'm weak that's funny that's funny pulling out crystals that's funny but yeah at the end of the day it's like whatever we are doing at your job your business like it's a reflection of christ Mm -hmm. at the end of the day yep got to work like you're working for him. Yeah. All right. Well, time for the benediction. Oh, I got to pull it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Romans 10, 9. Grab your Bibles. Hit the Romans 10, 9, 10, 9. All right. Here we go. I hope y'all can hear me. Um. <clears throat> Wait. I lost it. Okay, here we go. Romans 10, 9. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. All right. So 
you know, it's that time. If you want to welcome Jesus into your heart, if you have never done that, then, um, you know, just confess that he is your Lord and Savior. And he's right there waiting on you with open arms. Yeah, so, tap in. Tap in on the, on the website. Yep. So we hope that, you know, this will be the start of your relationship with Jesus. Um, if this is, like Clark said, tap in with us. Hit us up on the website. We have a contact page. We could uh, get connected with you and get you some resources and just walk with you on this journey because we can't do it alone, man. So if you declared that just now, we're happy for you. Welcome to the family, you dig? Yep, yep, yep. But without further ado, let's get into the songs of the week. All right, so my Christian song is by Jabari Johnson. PJ Morton and some other like I think one other person mm-hmm. I can't remember but it's called Never Alone mm-hmm. and it's real good but it kind of gave me like country vibes almost okay I'm with it but it was cool it was cool I, I thoroughly enjoyed the track and then my <coughs> secular song is by Emotional Oranges okay and it's called West Coast Love. And so I heard this, a friend recommended this song to me, and I heard it, and it gave me real, like, <laughs> springtime, summertime in Cali. So I said, oh, okay. yeah. Okay, I'm, f- I'm familiar with emotional oranges. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put this in the rotation. So, yeah, that was, that was good. I'm a, I want to check out their whole little album that that song is on, but it sounded good so far. Yeah, I like their music. Yeah. Okay, um... Hopefully y'all can hear me. I know I keep saying that, but sometimes I be feeling like y'all can't hear me. But here we are. Uh, my Christian bop, I took it back. A little throwback for the people. With Lord Dawkins and Dawkins. It's called Praising on My Mind. <laughs> okay. It's a bop. You know, that was back in uh, like the late 90s where, you know, you had kind of like you know, Christian artists was making like '90s like R&B hits, like yeah. they was they was on that type of vibe. That mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what this this is this is the R&B bop. It's giving me it's it's a bop. It's okay. a bop. Let me check that out. Uh, and then my secular track is from our boy Jack Carlo. I be seeing people on TikTok. We'll talk about that offline. <laughs> um, Jack Carlo through the night. Featuring uh, Bryson Tiller. Mm-hmm. It's a cool bop. I forgot about that record. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like Jack, man. That's my dude. All right, y'all. Well, that's all we got. We'll be back next week with another one. Yep. I hope my voice will be back. Yes, let's pray for that. Y'all <laughs> keep <laughs> Clark lifting in prayer. <laughs> all right, man. We out. Peace.